know, as a follower of Christ, the question is habits. Uh, should our habits be different than that of the world? It's interesting. Some people that are non-believers outside the church have great habits. I mean, I know people who are moral, upright, disciplined, financially, work, secure, all of that. And come on, you and I know follow followers of Christ, friends, maybe perhaps at church, who uh, they sing and they worship, and yet the habits they have in their life are just very self-destructive, hurtful. And so we're not immune from this, but the question is, when we talk about habits and habit formation, should we be different than the world? We're going to talk about how habits are formed, how to change a habit, and we're going to hear some stories of people who've done just exactly that today. I'm Dr. Randy, along with Joel here today. Thank you, Joel and Stephen, as we roll on, uh, as we move past this uh, holiday Thanksgiving weekend. And now our attention turns to Christmas, right? And uh, again, I hope that your habits during the holidays, that'd be an interesting show, holiday habits, that will be something that'll be not stressful for you, but something you'll find that'll be very, very positive for you. All right, Dr. Randy here, Intentional Living, talking about habits, and sometimes it's just the little annoying things that drive you crazy in marriage. He repeats questions over and over and over and over again. The same one. It drives me nuts. Oh, and he leaves the cabinets open. Yeah, like when he's putting away dishes, he yeah. just leaves them open. He leaves his Coke cups from Circle K all over the house. We get quite a collection occasionally. They're half finished, you know, like sometimes they'll wind up with four or five on the kitchen table. Well, it actually took us three months to decide that the toilet paper came up over the top because she always put it down under the bottom. But now that we've conceded that it goes over the top, she's come over to my side. I still have not yet, 10 years now into it, have not been able to get her to squeeze the toothpaste from the bottom. She is a middle of the tube toothpaste squeezer. It doesn't make sense. We talk about his speeding every time I ride in the car with him. On the way to church, it <laughs> makes for a wonderful Sunday service. <laughs> oh boy, the list goes on and on and on, the little annoying habits. Listen, before we go any further in this show today, we got to hear the flip side on that. Some some good marriage habits uh, uh, from around the country. Take a listen. Hello, this is Navita. One thing that my husband and I do for each other is we pray for one another at night before bed. We ask the other person what they really need prayer for and what's going on in their life. And we take that time right there, laying in bed, holding hands, praying out loud for one another. Hi, my name is Cindy. So my husband and I have been married 42 years, and our little thing we like to do is whoever's up first or closest to the coffee maker, we make each other's coffee in the morning and bring it to them. Hello, my name is Denise. I'm calling from Buckeye. This is an odd year, so it's my husband's year. So every little thing that happens that causes somebody to have it all it's your fault, it's his fault this year, and next year is my fault. My name's Jeff. My wife and I passionately kiss whenever we leave. I thank the Lord because the Lord Jesus Christ has shown me and my husband when the pastor married us. Never let your wrath go on after the night. Forgive one another before the day is done. Habits that'll change your life. I love that. Uh, odd and even years. It depends if it's uh, your year or your spouse's year to be at fault for everything. And some of you are saying, wait a minute. 
I've been at fault for both, odd and even years. Uh, all right, just just a thought. Talking marriage uh, today and family and relationships in terms of the habits that we have and the impact in our life. Let's uh, go to our phones. Uh, we've we're going to go to New Mexico. Elisa is on the line. How are you today? Hello, I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. How how do you relate to this thing of habits, Lisa? So the thing that I was working on, looking at with habits, is I basically have a scenario in two hands, right? In one hand, I have, you know, these all these different things that I'm working on in my life that have to do with, you know, praising the Lord and bringing honor and glory to Him. Mm-hmm. And in the other hand, I have things that more specifically relate to, you know, health aspects, kind of eating better, exercising, those kind of things. And those things typically tend to be a little bit harder for me, but it's because those habits, a lot of times I have found in my life, are driven by negative aspects or negative consequences, right? It's driven by, you know, I've had numerous eating disorders, right? So now fearing that, you know, oh, well, I can't start, you know, making these kinds of changes because what if I get into another eating disorder, or, um, mm, you know, good, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're too, you know, being like, you're, you have to work out because you're too fat, you yeah. know, like these things, they're, they're driven, it's not being driven by, you know, bringing glory to God or taking care of the temple that he's given me, or, you know, not being, um, you know, lazy or gluttonous or all of these things, you know, but instead, like you said, you're stewarding your life, you're stewarding your time. Yeah. You know, you deny those selves, those, those things that are only going to bring instant gratification. So do you beat yourself up a lot? I should be doing this and I ought to be doing that. And you hear a show like this and you think, oh, yeah. oh boy, all these things I need to be doing and I'm not doing, look yeah. how bad I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hearing, you know, you and Amy talk about, all of the importance of doing these things for the lasting effects, you know, it really does give me yeah. motivation to do these things for another reason. And knowing and just, you know, being more motivated to really listen and dig down into God's word rather than Satan's voice, yeah. right? Because yeah, you have reminder. God's voice saying, yeah, absolutely, you know, and and in one hand, I know that all of the negative self-talk, it's not God's voice, it's Satan's voice. Absolutely, yeah. you know, the verse that I just read a little bit ago, in fact, on the last show, from, uh, the, uh, from the book of uh, Romans 12, reminding us uh, to take every day, our ordinary life, our sleeping, eating habits, uh, going to work, walking around life, and placing before God as an offering. And then we're reminded in Ephesians chapter 4, he said to put off the old self, Paul reminds us, which belongs to our former manner of life and is corrupt because of our deceitful desires. Circle that. That's a key. And to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. We've got to tell ourselves the truth. It's it's the self-lies that we tell ourselves. And you know that, Elisa, I hear in your life that it's easy to start saying, I'm not measuring up, I'm not good enough. So when we talk about habits, some of you get really energized in terms of, well, I got to work harder and I got to do more and I got to do these things so God's going to love me more. And the fact is, God ain't going to love you any more than he does right now just because you got better habits. I don't think that when we get to heaven, you know, we're going to have the, the good habit section and the bad habit section. I think we're all going to be there. Now there's going to be rewards. We know that, that's biblical. But the reality is, this is for God's glory and our benefit. How we choose to eat, how we choose to 
to spend our money, how we choose to consume um, our time. These are really critical things in terms of our life. And so it's a good reminder, Elisa, that, you know, we can find success in one area, but in another area, we can become obsessed. And we don't want that. This thing of being obsessed and being compulsive is not something we're driving for at Intentional Living. We want to set some healthy goals. We want to have the right desires. The desire is to please Christ. It's not just so people will like us more. Uh, we do things because we want to please Christ. And in the process, we benefit ourselves. That's why we talk so often about the power of one thing. What one thing could you do for the next 30 days? Just one thing. Maybe it's in the area of, of food, just saying, hey, I'm going to eliminate this out of my diet for the next 30 days, right? Joel, you've been through this. You've, you've taken, uh, because of your health and some of the challenges you've had, you've made some decisions about how you're going to eat and how you're going to live, right? You lost a ton of weight and exercise and take a lot better care of yourself because you have to. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I had a diagnosis and the doctor looked at me and said, here's the deal. You can either have a, uh, a challenging existence, you know, probably past 50 to whenever the Lord brings me home. And, and she said, you can either do that or if you want to be able to play with your grandkids someday, uh, definitely you need to make some changes. And so I said, all right, sign me up. I'm going to make some changes. And I do. I joke about Oreo cookies, and I do. That is that is yeah, my, yeah. That is a, a habit I have, Dr. Randy. But I do try and um, exercise and remain active and, and try to eat right. Was that hard to get a, for you at the beginning to start developing the kind of habits did you find just it was hard to do, change your, change your ways? I was very motivated at the beginning. You know, when I got that, kind of wake-up call from my doctor. I said, all right. And I sat down with my wife and I said, here are some things that I'm going to begin to work on. And it's been a process. It's been a journey over the past 17 years yeah. or so. But uh, I was very motivated at the beginning. And in some ways, it's harder now because I forget. I, I lose some of that urgency that I had back then. Yeah. That's, that's a good reminder. All right. Joel's uh, helping out today. Jennifer is not here. And uh, thank you, Joel. This guy here runs everything in the back room, everything that you don't see that keeps the whole network and podcasts and technology and everything going. So when it's working great, Joel, you're the man. When it's not working, it's your fault, right? Pretty much. Let's see if you can push the button. Let's take a break and I'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Well, my problem is uh, the fellow that I am dating. I initially got along with all of his family, and then one of his sisters and I had gotten fairly close, and she had gone on vacation with me and came back telling my boyfriend a lot of lies about me. Mm. And that can impact a marriage and a relationship and a family and in-laws, that's for sure. Hey, listen, I just want to say thanks for allowing us to talk to individuals every day. I've had a chance over the last, we, we did some math with, on the radio the last number of years, like 50,000 people on the radio and through our conferences, seeing thousands of people stand and make a one thing decision for their marriage and their family. That's why we do this. And speaking of that, the first Saturday in March, 
we're going I and my team are going to be in uh, Auburn Hills, Michigan, Metro Detroit in the new 93.1 listening area for an intentional love marriage date night for couples. And so circle that date. We're going to be opening the ticket window here pretty soon. All the proceeds go to the ministry. We keep the cost low because we want you to come be a part of this. We want to minister to you and be a part of your life. And so that's one of the things we do intentionally here from our ministry. Talking about habits today, let's go to Kay. Got a question, looks like. Kay, uh, have you been making some changes in, in your marriage? Well, one especially, and it took me almost 40, 47 years to find out how to actually do it. Well, what is that? Well, when I would ask my husband a question, uh, you know, how do I do this, or where is this, or, you know, if I, just any little thing, it seemed to me like he would raise his voice at me, and he would be very demonstrative, and his eyebrows would go up, his eyes would get big while he was talking, and I just felt like he was getting angry, but I didn't want to accuse him of getting angry. He's just, he's overreacting to a question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I learned, I don't remember where I read it, but I thought I would try it. I don't pay attention to how he's saying it. I just pay attention to what he's saying. Hmm. Does that work? And Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I used to just, my blood pressure would boil, and I just couldn't wait to say something when he was finished about, how can you, I don't know why you treat me like, like blah, blah, blah. And, and anymore, I just listen to what he's saying instead of how he's saying it, and realize that he has a large family, and a lot of them in his family do the same thing. Now, did, did that change his be, his behavior towards you at all, or is he still the same? Oh, you mean when I? Yeah, I mean the fact that you don't get drawn in, is it just part of his personality and just the way he does it? No, no, I, I, I don't think it changed him any. Uh, but it changed but you. It, it changed how long our conversations go on. <laughs> I we, hear can you. Have really, we can have really good conversations now. Yeah, I can hear you that. That's for sure. All right. Thank you, Kay. Appreciate it. That's one of the things we talk about habits. You know, we think about our own habits, but sometimes our habits, listen, in fact, many of our habits are not just about us. It doesn't just hurt us. Our habits impact others. And sometimes we need to bring it home because our habits can impact our family. Hi, this is Richard. And I'd like to share... Is something that I did quite some time ago as a young major in the Air Force. I was spending considerable time away from home on Friday nights at what we called in those days happy hour. That hour sometimes turned into two hours or even three hours and I realized that I was taking this time away from home and added it up one day and figured out I'd lose about two and a half days a month at happy hours. I made an intentional decision in those days, same time as my early walk with the Lord, to give that time to my family on Friday nights. And it proved to be a great blessing in our lives. My children were moving from adolescents to teenagers and ultimately leaving home. So that was one of the wisest decisions I ever made uh, in terms of habits. And it was a great choice that I made. Well, that's powerful. You know, habits take a few days, sometimes a few weeks to develop, but they do because ever after a period of time, we get the kind of 
response that we know is healthy for us and it gets rewarding. I know many of us uh, develop these habits unknowingly, both good ones and bad ones. And then pretty soon we say, how in the world did this become a part of my daily life? Uh, and a good one, friend, my wife, Don, and I, we walk every morning. That's just something we do, a couple miles. Now, Don has developed a new habit. It bugs her when she drives around town and sees trash alongside the road, you know, stuff that blows out of a garbage truck or whatever. So now she's developing a habit. We go for a walk. She takes a bag and she picks up the trash. So we're, we're, not, we're not only getting healthy, we're, we're cleaning up America <laughs> in the process. But whatever it is, you know, if you're developing habits that are positive for you and healthy for you, man, continue to do that. For Why? Here is the desire for God's glory and our benefit, because we benefit. That's, a, that's just a fact. Talking habits today, sometimes we find that the most obvious area of bad habits beyond health is with the money that flows through us. And Lena wants to join in from Missouri on this topic. Uh, Lena, uh, what would you like to share about habits today? I just wanted to share how uh, my husband and I have decided to change some habits. Um, we actually didn't do it on purpose. My husband lost his job seven years ago, and I was the only income. We have five kids, and it was very, very hard. We lost a lot of things, but we also were, we had no other choice but to trust God. And during that time, there was a lot of scary times, there was a lot of hard things, but one thing that we learned is that we can do a lot with a little, and that we also can trust God for everything. By the grace of God, my husband just got a job a couple of weeks ago, and now with two incomes, we are going to be able to do a lot in terms of giving, in terms of making sure that we're saving the, the proper way because we've been used to doing it with only one income. So everything that we have now is technically extra. You know, we're just continuing to know that those habits that we developed when we didn't have a choice are habits that we have to continue to strengthen and also trust God for as well. We don't want to go back to where we were, where we couldn't trust God with everything that we had, the good and the bad. So I just wanted to encourage anyone that might be going through a similar situation to just trust God and learn whatever it is that he wants you to learn during that time. And it's always a process. There's always something to learn, but bless God, he is always there. and He will never, ever leave us or forsake us in the good times or the bad times. He's always there. And thank you so much, um, Dr. Randy, for your show. You are so encouraging. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to do it. Lena, thank you for reminding us of the power of making sure our habits are in alignment with what God has for us. You know, many of us, when we were kids, I can remember as a kid, people talked to us who were non-believers and they said, you, the problem with you church people is all the things you can't do, you know, all the don't do this and don't do that. Hey, listen, some of those don't do's were habits for our good. And so when we think about our lives, don't think of it in terms of negativity, but in terms of the, the benefit to us. Hey, listen, if you can change the habit with your health, honors God, you benefit. You change the habits with your money, God gets the glory, you benefit. Change the habits when it comes to maybe viewing pornography or the entertainment you allow into your life, come on, or the thoughts or the books or whatever it is. Change that, God gets the glory, you benefit. Your, your family benefits, your marriage benefits. 
And I have discovered that when we choose to develop the kind of godly habits in every area of our life, not to perfection, but for God's glory, we do benefit. And, and that's a key. That's what we're talking about today. What do you think? Share in our comment line, 888 You know, disappointment can just create so many serious problems for a family. And as we've talked so often, it's the disappointment is a result of unmet expectations. But disappointment is a part of life. Kids can get disappointed. They don't get what they want, what they expect, what they desire. And that's true as adults as well. And one of the things that we can do in our family that can be so helpful to manage stress and difficulties in a family relationship is to talk about how do we manage those disappointments in our life. When things don't work out exactly like we would like them to be, and when we can manage our disappointments, we can really manage our family in a healthier way. An excerpt from the teaching this month, we talk about intentional living, bringing it home, the impact on our family relationships. It's going to make a difference. If you're a part of the intentional living support family, you receive our master class automatically every month. Comes right to your email address. If you're not, come and join us today. We'd love to have you be a part of this team and walk with us together as we move into this new year in a few weeks. 888 is the number. 888 And uh, we'd love to have you call that number. Press number two during West Coast Business Hours if you want to talk to staff or you can leave your comment on our storyline. You know, one of the areas of habits I think Satan really relishes is when we waste time. Come on. We're talking about internet, social media, television, whatever it is. It could be sports, anything. Not that we shouldn't have some downtime. We certainly should, but come on. We have more downtime sometimes than we ever could ever use. And it ends up wasting time. And Lucero, I think, wants to join in and uh, talk about that, uh, in fact. So, uh, Lucero, welcome to the show. Hello. Well, I think one of my bad habits is using the Internet. These past few days I've been in the Internet a lot, and I'm just been wasting time that I could be, like, reading the Bible or hearing a preacher uh, preaching because I have some tapes from my pastor, and, and instead of that, I'm in the computer doing, watching YouTube and funny videos, and I just get my time wasted, and I don't get anything at all, like anything that can help me. So um, um, I'm going to try to break that habit already because uh, it's not right. It's not right because I should be focused on, on God, on Jesus, and instead of that, I'm in the computer hours and hours, <laughs> and I've been wasting a lot of time. So I'm going to try to break that habit and, and not be like that anymore. Well, we wish you great success, but remember, trying and going to get it done, you got to do it. And it gets back to the desire. If we say to ourselves, my desire is to please Christ, and sitting here and scrolling through all of this stuff online, and you and I both have it on our phones, right? You could just sit there. And I find myself doing the same thing. Oh, that's interesting. You, you view it. And then they're smart enough out there somewhere in the uh, the internet world to say, let's send this guy more of that same stuff. And pretty soon you start you notice you start getting the same kind of articles and stories that intrigue you. If you're interested in money, all of a sudden you get all sorts of money stuff. If you're interested in leadership, you get all sorts of leadership. And there's lot, and there's probably bad things you can get too as well, right? And they'll start sending it to you. 
And pretty soon you're spending a lot of time. And we know the numbers are staggering when it comes to the amount of time spent uh, in scanning through the network or the internet rather. And so uh, it's important to understand that we need to take control of our time. Love to hear your feedback on all this. Before we run out of time though, one of the one of the areas I think is so important, going back to the roots of intentional living, is how we well, how we develop habits with our kids. Helping our kids develop healthy habits when they're very young can make a big difference. The Bible says train up a child in the way they should go. We, we look way back in the Old Testament that we're to be training as we walk along every day in their lives, developing the kind of habits in their lives that can last a lifetime. Hi, my name is Jamie. One thing that I do with the kids that they really enjoy, and I think they'll really remember for a long time, is something we call the affirmation bomb. And what that is, everyone sits in a circle, and we take turns going around and telling each other what we like about each other, because so often in our society, uh, we're so focused on what we don't like or what we're not getting or, or what's not pleasing to us. So we've tried to make it a point in our family to just sit around and say, hey, you know what, I really like your smile, or I really like the shoes you have on, or I really like how you help so-and-so do such thing. And comments like that, and I found the more that we do that, the more the kids actually start to beg to do it again because they love it so much. Everybody wants to be told what people appreciate about them, and so often that's so forgotten. And you spoke earlier about the power of words, and just simple little compliments like that carry such power. You're absolutely right. And the smiles that you see and the, the encouragement that you know is being conveyed to them is just something that, that warms my heart. Thanks so much. Uh, you're very welcome. You're a good dad. Listen, Jamie, that's how you do it. Train up a child the way sh- they should go when they're old. They won't depart from it. And learning what's unique about your children and developing habits. I think most of us can probably look at some of the n- bad habits. In my case, it, it involves food and when I'm upset, I want to eat, and when I'm lonely, I want to eat, and when I'm with Joel, I want to have an Oreo cookie. <laughs> and so some of those habits were probably developed as uh, the baby in the family. I don't know. Maybe my mom would feed me Oreo cookies when I was lonely. I don't know. But let's face it. We can develop these habits early on in life, and sometimes we just have to be challenged. And sometimes we have to go to the people that we love and challenge them to say, I love you enough. Can I share something with you? I just see something in your life that I don't think is healthy for you. It's not healthy for your future, not healthy for your relationships. And because I love you, I just want to share it with you. How can I encourage you? How can I support you if that's an area you'd like to change in your life? We're all in this together. To be intentional enough to know that when we get to the point where there's changes in our life that are required, things that we need to change, what does the scriptures tell us? To be renewed in the spirit of our minds. It begins with our thinking to take captive every thought out of obedience to Christ. And when we do these things, and we're intentional about doing the next right one thing, and then develop that habit over the next 30 days, one thing for the next 30 days could change your life one year from today. You could look back and say it was on that show that I made a decision after hearing Randy and those calls that I decided to intentionally to bring glory to God and benefit to myself by doing that one thing. What would that one thing be? Tell us on our storyline. Love to pray with you about it. You can call anytime for your comments at 888 or during West Coast Business Hours. Uh, you're welcome to call and talk to our staff and uh, share in the ministry. Join us in support, which we appreciate. 
Uh, the same phone number, 888-888-1717, and press number two to talk to our team. Thank you, Joel, for helping out. And Stephen, God bless you. We'll be back again next time with more Intentional Living right here from the Intentional Living Center.